Let's get ready to study God's Word. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is your host, Andrew S. Baker, and today's devotional study is entitled, Faith and the Christian Experience. Please remember to visit our podcast page at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find our other Bible study podcasts and resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we begin. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege of Bible study. We ask you to be with us, please. Give us wisdom and understanding as we enter into this topic today. In Jesus' name, amen. Faith and the Christian Experience In Hebrews 11.6, we read from the King James Version, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So what is understood by the word faith? The American Heritage Dictionary defines it as follows. 1. Confident belief in the truth, value, or trustworthiness of a person, idea, or thing. 2. Belief that does not rest on logical proof or material evidence. And they say here that synonyms are belief and trust. 3. Loyalty to a person or thing, allegiance, as in keeping faith with one's supporters. Four, the theological virtue defined as secure belief in God and a trusting acceptance of God's will. Five, the body of dogma in a religion, such as the Muslim faith or the Christian faith. Six, a set of principles or beliefs. As Christians, the definitions that we're most concerned with are number two, belief that does not rest on logical proof or material evidence, and number four, the theological virtue defined as secure belief in God and a trusting acceptance of God's will. And not necessarily in that order. With these two definitions in mind, let's look to answer the following questions. Question one. Is it possible to live a true Christian life without faith? If not, where do we get or increase our faith? The Bible describes some specific identifying characteristics of those who will be ready for the second coming of Jesus. In Revelation 14:12, we read, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. We see that there are two critical elements listed, obedience and faith more specifically, faith of Jesus. The Bible places considerable emphasis on the need for obedience in our Christian walk, and few will dispute its importance, but many do not realize how important the role of faith is in the plan of salvation. To illustrate this point, let's look at the King James Version of the Scriptures, where the words obey and obedience appear a total of 137 times. By comparison, the word faith and its derivatives 
are used some 362 times in the Bible. Trusting in the unknown and the unseen is not something we think of as enlightened in this day and age, but as we will soon see, it is the basis for Christianity. Faith holds the key to our salvation, and it is the means by which we unlock the power of the Godhead in our lives. Like the woman who had the issue of blood, it is our faith in Jesus that makes us whole. We are told in Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. The plan of salvation was created before the foundation of the world, and it is available to us absolutely free but it will not be given to us against our will or without our cooperation. God does not force us to take it. Instead, we must believe in order to accept the gift. Our faith in Jesus, in his holy life, in his perfect sacrifice, and in his marvelous resurrection is all that we have to offer God. There is nothing we can do to be worthy of so magnificent a gift there is no way for us to deserve our salvation. We must simply accept it by faith. So who can save us from eternal damnation? Only Jesus can save us. How are we saved from sin? Only by believing on him can we be saved. To the question, what must I do to be saved? The reply is given, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. We see that in Acts 2, 37 and 38, and in Acts 16, 30 and 31. Let's suppose that I were to tell you that I had a free car to offer you, 100% free. Not because you did anything, but simply because I wanted to give it to you. And all you had to do to obtain it was go to a certain location and ask the person you found there for the keys. At this point, you would essentially have only two real options. A, go and ask or B, ignore the offer because it sounds far too good to be true. Jesus offers us something infinitely better and with a far simpler requirement. We must believe on him with all our hearts. It is so simple yet so difficult. Difficult because we condition ourselves to seek proof for everything even though this goes against the very definition of faith. Our eternal salvation, however, hinges on us having the faith to hold on to Christ and accept the redemption he has offered and continues to offer us. All the proof we can ever ask for is already in his word. So you see, brethren, the offer of salvation is free to all who have faith, not obedience, but faith. Now it is true that when we accept by faith, we will obey, but we need to accept by faith. The Bible is exceedingly clear on this point. In Acts 4.12, Peter states, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the only way to salvation, and only if we believe on him. Hearing about him is not enough. Believing that he was on earth and did good deeds is not enough. We must believe that he is able to save us and accept that he has paved the way for our eternal life through faith. As defined in the dictionary, we must have a secure belief in God and a trusting acceptance of God's will. Once we accept the gift of salvation, our need for faith is not at an end. 
This is just the first step, and we need to exercise lots of faith as we continue in our Christian walk. The strength that we need to overcome trials and temptations is only available by faith. Our prayers are only answered as we have faith. The promises of God as outlined in the Bible are only available by faith. Jesus says that with faith as a grain of mustard seed, we can remove mountains. Matthew 17:20. There are so many blessings that God offers to those who reach out to him by faith. It was by faith in the Heavenly Father that Jesus could sleep peacefully in the boat during a storm. It was by faith and nothing else that David could sleep soundly while on the run from King Saul. It was by faith and nothing else that the children of Israel crossed over the Red Sea and the Jordan. It was by faith and nothing else that Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, when asked to bow down to the golden image, could say, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Daniel 3.16-18 It is by faith that we return our tithes and offerings to God first, knowing that he has promised to pour out blessings upon us that we will not even have room to receive them. It is by faith that we refrain from working on God's Sabbath day, knowing that he is more than able to provide us with new and better employment if it is necessary. It is by faith that we follow the guiding of the Holy Spirit, even when, or maybe especially when, the path does not seem reasonable from a human perspective. It is by faith that we commit our daily existence to God, trusting him to do for us what we could never do for ourselves, and knowing that he can and will provide for all our needs. If we keep our eyes fixed on Christ, we, like Peter, will be able to walk on water. We, like Abraham, will be able to offer unto God whatever sacrifice is required in our lives. Like David, we will be able to slay the giants that we face in our daily lives. Like Joseph and Daniel, we will be able to serve God faithfully, even when surrounded by the most extreme pressures and temptations. However, if we take our eyes from Jesus, even for a moment, like Peter, we will begin to sink in the murky depths. Like Abraham and Jacob, we will trust to human devising instead of the promises of God and thereby bring great trouble upon ourselves and our families. Like David, we will succumb to temptations that cause us to not only lie and cheat, but even to kill. Returning our tithe, properly keeping the Sabbath, overcoming temptations, and dealing with all of the other daily struggles will not be possible without faith. Entrance to heaven will not be possible without faith, for without faith it is impossible to please God. Okay. So we see that we need faith to be able to accept salvation and that we need faith in order to continue living a successful life. Where then do we obtain such a faith? By what means is our faith strengthened? We find our answer in Romans 10:17. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Paul in his counsel to Timothy addressed this very issue. 
in 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15, he said, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. As Jesus did, we must engage in daily study and prayer, as this is the only way to strengthen our faith. By diligent study of the scriptures and constant prayer and communion with God, the seeds of faith will blossom and grow, and we will have the power to do all things through Christ. So in conclusion, we've learned that it is not at all possible to live a true Christian life without faith. Faith is not just an important element for the Christian. It is at the very core of our salvation, and its criticality cannot cannot be overstated. Consistently throughout the Bible, we see that it is only through faith in Jesus that we obtain salvation. Those in the Old Testament looked forward to his sacrifice in faith, and those in the New Testament and beyond look back upon that same sacrifice and accept it by faith. We see that it is only by faith that we can remain on the Christian pathway. We must believe that Jesus intercedes for us and that his grace can supply all our needs. We see that our faith is obtained and strengthened through diligent study of the word. It is the word of God which testifies of Christ and of the pardon from sin which he freely offers us and of the power and victory over sin that he also offers us freely. Understanding that our salvation depends solely upon our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and that our strength for living the daily Christian life is also based on continued faith in him, will we today, like so many in the Bible, reach out to him by faith and accept the marvelous gift of eternal life that only the Son of God can give? I pray that this will be your desire and that you will earnestly contend for the faith once given to the saints. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness to us. We thank you for the faith that we can exercise in Jesus. You've given us all a measure of faith. By the preaching of the word and by study of the word, our faith can grow. Please help us, Lord, that we will exercise faith in Jesus Christ and all that he has done and is doing for us. And help us that we will walk as he did and exhibit the faith of Jesus in all things. We pray in Jesus' name. Forgive us of our sins. Amen and amen. Thanks again for listening to this devotional study. Feel free to reach us for any reason via email at BibleQuestions at ASBZone.com. If you're finding these Bible study resources to be a blessing, please take the time to share our page with others. And keep our ministry in your prayers always. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you study His Word. Thank you.